This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on initiatives of the government to boost investment. The participants are A.K. Bhattacharya, economic analyst, and Arya Madan Mohan, journalist. A.K. Viji, we are going to talk about, as you know, about uh, Modi ji's interview with a major Indian economic newspaper. This is the first time, of course, he's getting a major interview with a newspaper since he's been re-elected as uh, in the Modi 2 government. So what do you feel about the timing of the interview? And, uh, you know, he said various things about the development agenda of the government. Well, he has chosen to speak to an economic newspaper. And therefore, the context is without uh, stating it so obviously is the economy because after all it is an economic newspaper if he wanted to speak to the nation through a newspaper on political matters I would have imagined he would have chosen a political or general daily but that he has chosen an economic newspaper is of some significance and my belief is that he has chosen an economic newspaper to speak out his mind largely on the Indian economy is because of the context of the Indian economy which by even government's own admission is not in its pink of health there are signs of a slowdown the first quarter of this calendar year. The economic growth rate had decelerated to 5.8%. There are apprehensions that this growth slowdown will not be reversed in the data that will be coming for the first quarter of this current financial year, which is April to June. There is a kind of a fiscal stress in the government's finances. There are issues about what the budget could do, did do, and the response of the market which was not very positive. The markets have lost a lot of steam. The foreign investors are a little unhappy. They are pulling out their money because of a perceived tax burden on foreign portfolio investors. So all in all, there is a need for the government to talk to its stakeholders. The finance minister has already held a series of discussions with industry leaders, market participants and experts. Now, I look at what the Prime Minister has done today by speaking on the economy and the task ahead of this new government through an economic newspaper as an indication of its attempt at messaging to its stakeholders of the economy on what the government wants to do. So, it is actually a messaging exercise and I think it is a much needed messaging exercise because there is a sense of discomfort on what awaits the Indian economy. Therefore, the fact that the Prime Minister has chosen to speak out his mind on the state of the Indian economy and the government's intentions on what it wants to do with the Indian economy is very, very significant, even though this messaging exercise takes place soon after the government's bold, adventurous decision on abrogation of Article 370. Yes, which he also speaks about in speaks economic about terms as well. So Absolutely. that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. So, so just to kind of synthesize it or, or concentrate a little bit, he actually talked way across the board in terms of the economy. He has said that uh, the economy has grown in the last five years. He says, just look at the current budget as uh, this thing. Look at the last budget. Look at all the five years that we've been in power as, you know, Modi yeah. 1 and Modi 2. And he's also said that uh, taxation is going to be brought down for everyone. He's also talked about ease of doing business. He's also talked about ease of living, the, the yep. Swachh Jal Abhiyan, infrastructure development overall, GST, and even the automobile slowdown and real estate, etc., and mining, and the, how that uh, looks to be perhaps 
according to him, demand is still there and we will be getting demand even in internal combustion engines. Do you think he is painting a rosy picture or is it just that uh, there are measures in progress we will actually see kicking in in the next uh, few weeks or in months or so to, to really stimulate an economy which is clearly slowing down? It's a very important question. I think, as I said in my earlier comment, that uh, the entire exercise is one of messaging. And what is that messaging all about? This messaging is about ensuring that the Indian industry and the financial sector in particular get reassured about what they need to do. I will draw your attention to two specific promises the Prime Minister makes through this interview. Number one, he says, and he's talking about the banks and the bankers, saying that if you do right things in the right way without flouting the rules and the laws, then nobody will touch you. Touch you yes. Please go ahead and do your job. And a banker's job is to lend money for lendable project assistance. Now, I think that's the assurance he wants to give that don't, uh, don't, worry, about don't worry about taking the right decisions. Right. Similarly, he also gives an assurance to the Indian industry saying that if you are not flouting rules, if you are not, you know, violating any norms, then don't worry, go out in the field and make investments. Your motives are important, not what actually does. So therefore, he is, in short, he is trying to unleash the animal Indian spirit. businesses' animal spirit in this situation at a time where everybody acknowledges there are slowdown signs evident in front of us. So, as I said, it was messaging. And what was that messaging? That messaging was about assuring bankers, the financial sector, which is the engine, the kind of engine oil that goes into the engine, which is run by the industrialists of an economy. So, I think it is a reassuring message to say that please go out and unleash your animal spirits. Pointless, I'll just yeah. say, he's also mentioned about the so-called tax terrorism that the people were upset about. And he said that we have actually retired a number of income tax officers who were perhaps perceived to be either not doing the line, not doing the right things. And he says this will continue. This is not something we'll tolerate. And this is the first time actually he's actually mentioned that even the tax people are being kind of streamlined or well, controlled. This is in the context of reports that there were the harassment of tax. Indeed. This is in the context that the taxman, the tax officers, who were obviously under the pressure of meeting their revenue targets, had gone out and raised demands and used strong-arm tactics powers. to recover their money, their revenues. So I think the fact that the Prime Minister has taken cognizance of this and giving out an assurance to businesses and taxpayers that punitive measures will be taken against those tax officers who don't do what is right. Yes. So I think this is an assurance. He also gives you, and you referred to that in your observations, about he makes a distinction between what the commentariat or the experts are assessing the situation in the automobile sector and how he views the automobile sector. And it is a very important message that he is trying to convey. And I think through this interview, he is trying to assure the economy and those uh, are involved with the automotive sector that in his view, there is scope for both the electrical vehicle manufacturers and there is scope for those who are based on the internal combustion engine. The ice, ice. Now, this probably is a message that 
should be taken in the spirit in which he is made because there was this notion earlier that the push towards or the drive towards the electrical vehicle industry will actually be so fast, rapid yes. and so fast that the future of the traditional automotive industry is in doubt. in doubt and their days are numbered. So not only that also if you are thinking of as a buyer buying a vehicle and expecting and hoping for it to run for 15 years that 15 years will take you to 2035. So the Prime Minister of the country yes. is telling the market, telling yes. the industry, telling everybody that there is enough scope for both kinds of automotives to continue to operate in the market. To my mind this is a kind of a policy signal also to people in the government that there are sections within the government which are probably going on overdrive hmm. on electrical vehicles movement uh, but not realizing what it means for Installed the traditional base. sectors or for that matter what happens to the compressed natural gas segment of the automotive sector. Now, the CNG sector is also growing very, very fast yes. for the automotive sector once again. Now what happens to their future? So this message is also in the same spirit of messaging and reassurance saying that there is scope and room for both kinds of vehicles in a market which is growing rapidly. Yes. So I think you have to see the Prime Minister's message from that perspective as well. In the same spirit, the Prime Minister is talking about a host of reforms. But I will right. come to the reforms later. But I will just end here Honey. by saying that while talking about the need for unleashing the animal spirit, the need or the message that the automotive sector has room for, for both the traditional as well as new kind of technology vehicles, he is also assuring the markets that the government will remain fiscally responsible. Yes. There is this demand and expectation also in some circles that let there be a fiscal stimulus, Stimulus. let there be some tax cuts, let the GST rate for automotives be brought down so that the tax rates come down and there's a the animal spirit is revived. I think by speaking in one sentence that this government believes and is committed to fiscal consolidation and has achieved fiscal consolidation in the last few years, he is probably sending out a message, a signal to everybody that those who expect a quick fix through this fiscal stimulus, I think they probably will be, are, disappointed. Will be disappointed. So very interesting as well is the overall thrust, he says. It's kind of a very integrated interview actually because he talks about the GST, he talks about the what we had been discussing on the program repeatedly in terms of the stress for exporters because yes. the refunds are being delayed and now there's a new system that's going to come in which will be an automated system for refunds. So hopefully the refund will no longer be a problem. So he's looking at an export-led growth, looking at the export of traditional products which again comes out in his speech about Kashmir yes, which he says the development for Kashmir then there's the aspect of make in India there's the aspect of the kind of a sort of a you know Bahujan Hitai kind of Bahujan Sukhai Sukhai, exactly which is sort of uh, based on the GST and tax stakes and then that being put into welfareism for the poorer sections to build a stronger base so it's a very well structured interview what he also does he touches upon area which will address concerns and answer some of the questions that many developed markets are trying to put, which is in the field of the data. He yes. has actually unequivocally said that the right to private data is as important as the right to private property. Now, I think this is categorical assertion that individual in India 
will have his rights to private data protected at all times is actually a signal to many multinationals who want to use Indian data for their own private commercial gain. I think the government of India has, over the last few months, have made sure that those who want to use Indian data must locate that data in the Indian geography. The Indian geography is meaning where Indian laws can apply. So therefore, by saying categorically that the Indians' right to private data is as sacrosanct, as important as the right to private property, I think he has sent out a clear policy signal not only within India but also to outside foreign investment communities that Indians or Indian government will not take the data localization issue very lightly. And finally, I will make one point that he stresses a lot on asset monetization and asset recycling. Asset monetization is another word for disinvestment. Yes. And asset recycling is another word for existing assets to be hived off and sold to another user and the government makes money. And the bankruptcy process. Bankruptcy process. Now, the asset monetization is already is being undertaken by the various companies are being put on the list. But the asset recycling idea is relatively new and a lot of built road projects, toll projects, which the National Highway Authority of India has already built. And I think the attempt is to if a, a stretch in a busy national highway, which is being told already by the National Highway Authority of India, is proposed to be sold to a private operator who can take over and start retoll. operating, retoll it, yes. and gives certain amount of money yes. for acquiring that asset to the government of India. So the government's fiscal concerns are met not only through disinvestment, but also through the asset recycling route. I think that's a clear message. Plus, there's a reform signal on labor reforms. There's FDI. A FDI reforms. Road, yes. And plus, there is also a message on the reforms in the pension sector, yes. the banking sector, insurance sector. I think as a comprehensive package, Very interesting. what we need to now see is some more action on the exchange rate policy front to boost exports. And second, action on the ground in terms of policies and decisions in line with the outline that the Prime Minister has given in this interview. Well, I guess we, that remains to be seen now and hopefully it will become to light in the next few weeks. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on initiatives of the government to boost investment. The participants were A.K. Bhattacharya, economic analyst, and Arya Madan Mohan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnstalks at gmail.com.